With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. I'd like to first thank you so much for clicking on this episode and listening. We are here for a Giants preview against our NFC East rivals, the Dallas Cowboys. Giants versus Cowboys at MetLife Stadium, 1 o'clock on Sunday. And you know what? I am not looking forward to this one like I haven't been looking forward to these Giants games recently. I'm more looking forward to the end of the season and uh, what this team can do in the offseason with when it comes to free agency moves, cutting all the coaches, cutting all the players, and uh, refreshing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but I appreciate listening. Uh, we have a lot to get into in this episode. We have another COVID outbreak uh, regarding this New York Giants team. It's not just Kadarius Tony that tested positive. It's a lot more than that. So strap in, get ready. And uh, first of all, I like to bring in my co-host. I'll reel him in here. Alex, how are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I, I'm I'm nervous right now about this this game because I think this is one of those games that we may get shut out or have sixty dropped on us. Um, and luckily, Josh is going to be there to witness it, so it's perfect. Um, <laughs> Josh is nodding his head in anger and frustration. Yeah, currently. when you mean witness it, I'm going to the game uh, in person. Yes, um, you know, hopefully, no emergency. I'll be I'll be witnessing it too, but I won't be. In person. Like, I won't be in first-person view, yeah. you know? You know, I was going to say, I, I will be there unless any emergency happens, and there could very well be an emergency while it's happening, uh, because I might just... Someone else, maybe me, might have a heart attack about how bad this football team is on the field, but uh, yeah, I know I'm going. Exciting stuff. No, not really, but 
like I said, we got a lot to get into. So um, as long as you're ready, let's start it out by uh, talking about Saquon Barkley and people comparing Micah Parsons, the linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys that we actually had a chance of taking in this NFL draft this past year. Alex and I were really big fans of him. Uh, we thought this team needed it, and he could have very well been a New York Giant, but instead did not go to the Giants and went to the NFC East rivals that we play on some of the Dallas Cowboys. Anyway, Saquon Barkley, the running back for the Giants, compared Micah Parsons to Lawrence Taylor. The Giants maybe, if debatably, greatest player of in Giants history. The definitely. greatest, definitely, definitely the greatest player definitely. in Giants history, according to Alex and many other Giants fans. You can look through the stats, whatever you want to do. But listen, people before this, like reporters and just fans, were comparing the two. This is the first time a Giants player has... Really, only Cowboys fans were comparing the two, if we're being completely honest with ourselves, right? Sure. This is the first time that a Giants player has come out and done so. I understand the connection between Penn State and the the two guys. You cannot, cannot, especially in a player's first year... Compare them to an all-time great. We've seen this with Alex and Justin Herbert. His connection with that, you know, calling him like a a um, oh, what's his name, um, like a Dan Marino, something like that, right? You know, Alex has has spoken his truth about you cannot spoken. compare spoken his truth. Sorry, did I say speaking? Yeah, he, sorry. This is this is this is what uh, SAT practice does to you. You start saying weird things in English. You have spoken your truth on how Justin hurt. Like players cannot be judged towards all time greats within their first year or two, unless I don't know. They're extraordinary. Listen, Michael Parsons is very close to there. He's had an amazing first year, but comparing him to the best Giants player of all time, come on, uh, shut up. Okay, Snacks, our guest that we had on last week, actually went on Twitter and said Barkley should be cut from this team and all of that good <laughs> stuff. A lot of Giants fans are saying any, everything similar. I've talked for a little bit, Alex. So my co-host, uh, take this over. What are you? What are your thoughts on it? I, I've given mine. I, I would say I don't really have the right to judge because I haven't seen both players play. Micah Parsons is a hell of a player. He's a very talented player. And in the modern day, he's doing a very good job for that Dallas Cowboys team. They're different types of players. You see Micah Parsons in coverage more often than you probably saw Lawrence Taylor in coverage if you ever did. I I don't know. Like I'm I, I don't really I'm not going to comment because it's just not really my place. But I would probably say Lawrence Taylor is very much clear of Micah Parsons. But hey, Micah Parsons, he's certainly got the potential to be an all time great. Let's just be let's be honest. The only reason he fell in the draft was because of his character issues, and obviously Jerry Jones doesn't care about that. So. It's completely fine. Well, look at what that what, look at what that's cost us for our team. We're we bring in Kadarius Tony, right? Okay, we better hit on that Bears pick because that's going to be the big, big thing. What has Kadarius Tony done that really compares to Micah Parsons' character issues? Like, let's be honest, because that's why the Giants skipped him. Joe Judge, all this nonsense. Oh, we got a good character in the locker room. Uh. And I'd say Kadarius Tony has some character issues as well because he kind of is a loose cannon with what he says, what he does, you know. So know. that that's what I'm going at, Alex. I mean, for th- them to pass on Micah Parsons, a once in a lifetime, once in a generation, whatever you want to call, once in a decade player, to go with Kadarius Tony, who hasn't even seen the field in the past month, why? Why? Like, why do that? Like, has his character issues really shown? Maybe it has. 
Micah Parsons came out and said the NFL was easy the other day. Is that really a character issue? People can, can disguise it as that, sure. But does it really matter to how they've been playing on the field? What I would say also is I think when coming out of the draft, you know, we did a lot of draft stuff. We're going to probably do even more this season, obviously, since we have two fix. Josh is shocked right there. He's nervous. He's like, what'd you just commit me to? Yeah, I don't know Hopefully what you're doing more. here, Alex. There's this thing called school. The, the last year is remote. This school. year, we're very much in person. This is true. Um, What was I saying now? Micah Parsons, when he came out of the class, we didn't really see him at Penn State. You know, there was definitely occasions where he would rush off the edge, but we're not seeing him be, we never saw him be used as this primary like, you know, over 50% of the snaps edge rusher like he is at being at Dallas currently. So I think no one really understood that he had that capability. And just the coverage linebacker really doesn't have a lot, a ton of value in the NFL. It's one of those positions that's not necessarily like a uh, a premium, such as like a running back, wide receiver, etc. What I would say is I don't think people realize with his body build, his speed, his agility, his strength, he actually makes he fits all over the defense, and it, it, you know we we missed a we we missed a big one, and I'd say a lot of teams missed on a big one because uh, you know not just us, any pretty much anyone. I mean, I'd pretty much say anyone missed out at this the point. Giants right? I, had I, I a, think, a, a chance to take him though, and they didn't. Yeah, I, I get where Giants podcast, but there was also how many teams? Ten teams ahead of us who could have taken him as well. I don't care. Right? We fell to the Giants. We didn't take him. We took Darius Tony. That isn't working out for the team right now. I understand it's his first year. I understand it's Parsons' first year, but there's one player that is significantly doing better at his respective position than Darius Tony is at wide receiver, and that is Micah Parsons. Okay, so my my well, Kadari- Kadarius Tony is an interesting player. He's not. He's not a. He he's not gonna be. It's just not a. It wasn't the right pick, right? At that point, we talked about this all the time. We, you know, uh, what what was his face was off the board, uh, or Christian Darisol was on the board still. Uh, Quiddy Pay was still on the board. We could have used another edge rusher, right? If we could have gone double edge, if we really wanted to. I remember at the um, time yeah, as was, well, we were talking about Jeremiah Wosu Karamoa as well, and he went like second yes. or third round. He went pretty late. He he dropped, but anyway, I know he was And there. he played very, and he's playing very well for the Browns. Um, you know, I, obviously an offensive lineman would have been very nice, but uh, yeah, I mean, Kadarius Tony, we've seen flashes that he can be an elite wide receiver in this league, but I don't think, he, he obviously is injury, he's injury prone, and I, I think there are, issues about can he be like a main man I don't think he's like a number one wide receiver type right and you know Alex you you talk about flashes you know who else we've seen flashes of we've seen flashes of Joe Judge as a head coach but how has he turned out bad bad I'll answer the question myself bad it's turned out bad he's turned out bad as a hire for a head coaching position so we can talk about how much we've seen flashes of people I've seen flashes of a lot of of a lot of players shine well, they haven't turned out well for teams. I've seen flashes of Joe Judge shine. Well, he hasn't turned out well for the Giants. So, again, I'm going to say it again. We can sit here. We can talk about how many times we saw Kadarius Tony run five plays this season that where he caught a nice ball or he made a few juke moves. But at the end of the day, he is COVID again. And he's been injured multiple times. And these injuries are keeping him from being on the field. And we don't see that. 
with a player like Michael Parsons at his position or anyone else that we miss that were in the first two rounds that could have been Giants picks that we talked about being Giants picks. They the Giants passed on them and they went out and they played good for their for their team. For their team in the NFL. So that's my main point. And head coaches, you know, they're they're not they're not uh, invincible, right? We saw Urban Meyer, he got fired uh late last night when we we're recording. We're gonna this, have to talk know. about that at the end of the episode too, because that situation I- is insane. I mean, yes, you know, we, we're not going to give him too much smoke, obviously, because we're not going to want to kick him while he's down. But uh, no, no one's going to laugh at that joke. OK, no. <laughs> well, now I just made gonna, it not funny. You're going to add the at the end of that. Yes, fine. I will add the at the end of that. Um, but but yeah, Josh, let's move on. We'll talk about it at the end. Um, but I want to make sure once again, I'm going to do it again just for everyone who, was, who loved the joke. Let's just make sure that we don't kick him while he's down. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it more at the end. Okay, let's go to the Giants injury when uh, our COVID news. That is sweeping teams throughout the four uh, major sports. Just It's crazy how much COVID's impacted this game. I know, but I feel like right now it's just become a lot uh, for teams, but a lot for the Giants. So the most recent updates. Okay, the Giants right now have Kadarius Toney, who has COVID. John Ross, Cam Brown, O'Shane Zimenez, Aaron Robinson. And now today, that came out on Wednesday, yesterday. We're recording this Thursday night. Today, cornerback Adoree Jackson also got his positive on the latest COVID test. Um, Not sure he would have played anyway, per Joe Judge, because he's been dealing with a bad quad injury. Also, Xavier McKinney is a close contact to these players. Uh, So his playing Sunday, we'll find out in the next few days. He's got to get a negative test. I think he's unvaccinated, uh, Xavier McKinney. So that's something to think about. It's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. This Giants season is not getting any goddamn better. It's only getting worse. I mean, speaking of kicking while they're down, I know that isn't like doesn't apply, but like the Giants seem to get kicked while they're down right now. I mean, having Mike Glenn as their quarterback and then Jake from might have, you know, might play in this game. You know, we saw that report, Alice. I don't know if you saw that. I'm sure you did see that earlier this week. Uh, we, we've seen the reports about Leonard Williams. That's a one positive here that Leonard Williams might be back by next week's, you know, practicing when we went out there and said that he's gone, he's now he's done for the season and he could still very well be done for the season. We'll have to wait and see, but that's like the one positive news when I'm hearing of giants, when I'm hearing giants news, besides that, this COVID thing is is becoming a lot, and we're gonna have to call up people from the practice squad. I'm not very certain, so I don't want to start listing listing names, and I don't know really who they are of the cornerbacks and uh, safeties, whatever you know. If, if McKinney doesn't play, because we're gonna have to call up a safety from the practice squad as well. I don't want to just start naming names off the Giants practice squad for cornerbacks that I don't even know who they are. But what I do know, because I've seen Adoree Jackson and Aaron Robinson play, whether Adoree Jackson was gonna play COVID or no COVID, those are two guys we're missing that have contributed to the success of this team the lack of success to this team so far this season right hasn't been so successful but they've helped with the good defensive uh, play of this Giants team and what Patrick Graham has done this season has revolved around these players and Aaron Robinson and Adoree Jackson Aaron Robinson of late Alex the the good tackles the shoestring tackles of that uh that Aaron Robinson has brought of late they're good he's a good player that's a good pick that we had that see that's a good pick I like that pick but um, I think it's it's scary, <laughs> honestly, how much this 
this uh, these cornerbacks can be cooked up on Sunday. I mean, this, like you said, the game on Sunday is most likely going to be a blowout. It's it's a matter of how many points. It really is. We look at this team that we're playing. How do we have to go against a team that has such a good wide receiving core? Why is it when we go against? Why is it when we have all our cornerbacks out that we go against a team when, that has a great wide receiving core? Of course, it happens to the Giants, right? Like when else could it happen? I mean, to go down the list of the players that they have on offense when it comes to receiving weapons, Zeke Elliott can be used there. Tony Pollard, the running backs can be used there, right? CeeDee Lamb, I know Cedric Wilson, I think, is out, so that's unfortunate. But you still have CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, and they're in right behind him, which you could say is the best third wide receiver you know, in an NFL offense, and that's Michael Gallup. The man has slept on tremendously. I know this season he hasn't been too crazy, but he's a really good player. Uh, so it's scary. It's really, I'm nervous. I am Alex. And I know this, this game doesn't mean anything, but it's still the Cowboys and we will still be getting embarrassed. Absolutely embarrassed. And if that means that maybe this is the game that Mars like, Ooh, maybe, uh, we see what Joe judge does here. Uh, maybe, maybe if we, maybe if judge loses here and he gets crushed, maybe I'll fire him. Then if this is the game to do so, then, you know, full fight ahead. Let's give it our all and get absolutely obliterated. Fine. And then Joe Judge loses his job at the end of the season. But as the sources have come out, you know, John Murray thinks he's the next Bill Parcells, next Bill Belichick. So it doesn't look like Judge is going anywhere. I want to let you talk again. I've gone for a while here. Yeah. And just to reiterate the COVID cases now, we got Kadarius, Tony, John Ross, Cam Brown, O'Shane Zimnez, Aaron Robinson, uh, Adoree Jackson, Xavier McKinney, high risk. Um, but it looks like Xavier McKinney, as long as he doesn't test positive, will be able to play. So that is a good thing. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the COVID stuff. Obviously it's running rampant around the league. Case Keenum and Baker Mayfield both having it for the Browns, funny enough. Uh, so it will be Nick Mullins, the third string or not funny enough. It's not really funny, but, uh, Nick Mullins third string will be playing for the Browns. So this is hitting hard all over the league, not just the Giants, Moving away from the COVID stuff, we've got quotes. some quotes from Joe Judge, from Rob Sale, from uh, who else? We got we got quotes from everyone, right? Joe Judge on if he's seen enough of Daniel Jones in their one plus years together to make to feel good about his future. I feel good about Daniel already. Okay, I don't think there is. You know, a lot of people are freaking out about this quote. I don't think it really matters what he said, to be honest. I don't think there's anything in it, anything to take out of it. The real action will be, is he going to pick up the fifth-year option? That'll tell us what he really thinks of Daniel Jones. Okay. Um, you, you know, I, I I, I don't have much to say on that. I don't want to stumble over my words. I don't have much to say on that Daniel Jones quote. We do have a quote from Rob Sale, though, and I really want to read this because Andrew Thomas has been decent in his second year, right? I mean, that that's a word to use. Very good. What are you talking about? Okay. He's been very good. Very good? I think that's a little hard. When he's played, he has been very, very good. Well, listen. Andrew Thomas, his PFF grade. All right, can we do that in a minute? I'm going to read this quote. So when hearing this after this decent player, in my opinion, uh, has unless your stats and PFF grades and all this offensive line rankings can change that, sure. But from what Rob Sale said, this is actually really encouraging and shows – this is, you know how, like, when, again, when I, I know I'm referencing Joe Judge again, but you know what? He's our head coach. We've 
This is a big topic right now, so I have to. When Joe Judge mentions like the hardcore New York Giants, what what, what our parents have grown up watching, Alex? Remember, like the big blue, the they bleed blue. They you know they play tough, they play hard. To hear from Rob Sale that Andrew Thomas this season with his really good performances uh, has clearly been bothered with his ankle in, ankle injury, but has played through it basically this whole season. That's positive things to hear. That shows how much commitment he has to this team and his position and his role, I guess, on the Giants, right? Because he could very well be like, listen, I don't want to play this week. I, 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 You know, it hurts too much. And he'll be out. But for him to step out there and still play very well with this ankle injury that, he, that he's been suffering from, just a good sign overall. Yeah. Um, Andrew Thomas, 75 PFF grade. Uh, which is definitely above average for a left tackle. Only one sack allowed in 545 snaps. So very good this season. And uh, but and hopefully he'll be a pillar on this offensive line. And hopefully we'll just improve. Someone who used to be a pillar on this offensive line, Kevin Zeitler. Uh, obviously, if you remember, we cut Kevin Zeitler. He signed a three-year, I believe it was around $22, $22.5 million deal with the Baltimore Ravens. Kevin Zeitler has been a brick wall this season. 558 pass blocking snaps, zero sacks allowed, zero hits allowed. No other player with 250 plus pass blocking snaps has allowed zero in each of these categories. Alex, we knew who we were getting rid of though when 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 he left. Yes, but that but I don't think we realized how important he was to the offensive line and how impactful he could be to another I don't think line. other Giants like I don't think Giants fans knew how important he was to this team. I think we I think we knew how important he was to often to this Giants offensive line. But I think fans did definitely overlook his value and it shows. It clearly does because this offensive line is is down to say the least. Uh they're they're um they need to improve. Okay. <laughs> to, to say that it's, is they're bad. I don't know why you're struggling here. They're bad because I, I wanted to say they're in shambles, but I don't know if that's too big of a, of a sequence, you know, of a, of a word to say, the, but I, they're bad. They're disorganized. They're they give up pressure. They're injured. They're terrible. <laughs> they're not the, and also the, the coordinators of this, like Joe judge and Rob sale and all that good stuff to say the BS and nonsense of how, yeah, no, we're not going to play Parrot because as you could tell, Nate soldier has allowed 75 sacks this season. So we're just going to keep letting it happen. You know, why not? He's a better player anyway. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, let's do that. Let's not like let the second year player give his try. Let's let the guy who's absolutely let up so many sacks this year, do the job as our, as our offensive lineman. When you have a coaching staff like that, and when you have offensive linemen that just have not done their job to protect the quarterback, this is the results you're going to get. You're going to get a bad offensive line overall. That's what you're going to get. And with Kevin Zeitler playing as good as he's played, Alex, I completely get your point. We over, like we overthought, or maybe we, un, I guess the word is we underthought about how good he was to this team and how important his role was to this Giants, uh, to this Giants offense. So. Credit to you. Uh, we also had special teams coordinator Thomas McGaffey, I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, he said that he thought punter Riley Dixon 
had a good game against the Chargers, and it was probably his best game in a month. Talk about nonsense, Alex. Talk about nonsense. 18-yard punt much? 18-yard punt much? You know, maybe it was his best game in the mu- in this last month because it's probably the most he's punted all month because all we did was punt, 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 punt. We're not going forward on fourth downs. So, yeah, obviously it was his best game of the month because all he did was punt balls down the field. They weren't that far down the field, though, so don't worry about it. Oh, my God. How many bad quotes can we get from these coaches, man? How many bad quotes? I, I don't get it. Ugh. How, how do you say that he has a good game when he has a punt travel almost 20 yards? 20 yards. And funny enough, I just want to go back to the offensive line real quick, right? Nate Solder has a PFF grade of 57, which is not, which is not terrible considering how bad he is, actually. Um, but Matt Parrott is actually our second highest graded offensive lineman, funny enough. That's actually healthy. So our second best O-lineman is just not playing, which is just interesting. Will Hernandez is our by far worst offensive lineman. I believe he is like a 49.9 or 50 point something. He is very bad this season. And remember, he was supposed to prove it this year too. So, (laughs) Oh yeah, he was going to prove it, get that big money contract. No, no, no. He can leave. He can certainly leave. But uh, that that's that's it. I I mean Riley Dixon is getting paid too much money to yeah. Riley Riley Dixon's gonna be flipping burgers next year because this <laughs> is just be not gone. out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. This Cut is just... him. Cut him, Alex. You know this is a perfect time to mention it. Um, and then after this, I think we should go through the injury report, NFL picks, get to their Giants picks and our and our X factors. Um, yeah. This is a perfect time to preview it. Uh, we're gonna. I, I don't know how much we're gonna do here, but speaking of like Riley Dixon being cut, uh, we're planning on doing if we were the GM a uh, video, just talking about previewing this Giants off season. Um, you know, it's gonna be a YouTube video, definitely. It might even be a podcast episode. There's no reason we shouldn't incorporate it there, and I think we might also have an article on the uh, on the on our website about it as well. But Alex, this is yeah. this was your idea, so I want you to take the floor and explain it a little bit, and then let's go into. Uh, the uh, Giants-Cowboys injury report heading into this game on Sunday. Yeah, so we went through, we're going to do, basically we're going to go through the cuts, what we do with the coaches. It's as if we are coming in as the GM, John Mar is hiring us, and he's giving us full reign, okay? He, he's giving us full reign. He, he, he finally was fed up enough. He's like, okay, I'm done. We're hiring the Giant Take dudes. They're the GM. <laughs> and so we're going to go through. We're going to talk about who we cut, who we fire, who we hire. We're gonna. I don't think we're going to hire coordinators. We're just going to, well, well, is Joe Judge going to stay or is he not? You got to see. But uh, we're going to do the cuts, do some trades even maybe, or maybe a couple trades, some salary cap movement, maybe some restructure. I'm not sure. We'll have to see, obviously, as, as the GMs move along. Um, and, and then we're going to, you know, look at the free agency class, look at who we could possibly sign, what kind of deals we can bring in and, uh, look at our draft as well and talk about some of the players we're going to target. So that's kind of going to be our giant take GM episode video article thing. Yeah. So look towards that in the future. We don't have a, a date on the, on the mark of the calendar right now. Uh, you know, we're kind of just going to enjoy the holiday season yeah. coming soon and then post 20 you know starting 2022 new year uh stay tuned for that and that'll be coming soon then 
right, Alex, do you have we, any- we might even do it as soon as like uh, Dave Gettleman like retires or something. Oh, so right, be because, like a, you know, that reports in that he's going to retire. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like when he announces his retirement, it'll be like instant like hire of the giant take GM. Right. Or we'll step in be- and then take over that. Yeah, well, you have we'll, the injury we'll reports. Uh, yes. I can do it. I'll I, start it. You have it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I you want to do the Cowboys and I'll do the Giants. What do you want to do? Okay. You you do the cow. Uh, oh, not the cow. You do the Giants. I'll do the Cowboys. Okay. That, that's how it works. All right. So we're, we got the uh, Wednesday and Thursday. We're just that professional here. Running back Saquon Barkley. This starts with the New York Giants, obviously, like Alex said. Running back Saquon Barkley, ankle injury, did not practice on Wednesday. Had a limited practice on Thursday. Offensive lineman. Here's another offensive lineman that hasn't worked out for the team. Ben Bredesen, ankle injury, did not practice both days. Uh, kicker Graham Gano with an illness did not practice on Wednesday. Luckily, he was back and fully practiced here um, on Thursday. Adoree Jackson, the defensive back. Well, we know what happened there. Did not practice Wednesday or Thursday because of COVID-19. Defensive lineman Austin Johnson with a foot injury did not practice both days. Uh, Daniel Jones, does it even matter? Neck injury, limited practice both Wednesday and Thursday. Offensive lineman Andrew Thomas, ankle injury, limited practice both days. Uh, defensive lineman Leonard Williams, triceps, limited practice both days. Defensive back Stephen Parker, illness. Uh, I guess he was fine on, on Wednesday. It did not practice on Thursday, and that was the same deal with Reggie Ragland due to an illness as well, uh, and he did not practice today as well. Maybe Parker and Ragland were having a party or something. They were playing video games together, and they just happened to both come up with illnesses that doesn't seem to be COVID-19 related and just went on the... Uh, just went on the did not practices today. I, they had too much Chipotle the <laughs> night before, and it just didn't work out. Uh, Alex, I just want to mention here, because we, we saw Daniel Jones. What is really the quarterback situation going into this game on Sunday? Is it another, like, Joe Judge, oh, we don't want to tell you what's going on? Like, what is the deal? Because, like, they're really... It's, it's a Glennon start, for sure. Okay. It's a Glennon start. Okay. And if Glennon sucks... Of maybe a from appearance, but I think that it's pretty much the same thing as last week. So, I'd say. but we said that last week, and yet he kept in Mike Glennon for the whole game. So, what what do I look forward to as a fan, as as the Giant Take co-host here? Like, what are you going to tell me, Alex? Hey, Alex, what should I look at on Sunday? Is Glennon going to start the whole game, or is is um, is uh, from going to come in? I would guess that Glennon's going to play the whole game, but we shall see. Is what I would say. Oh, oh, are you pretending like I'm Joe Judge? Because I'm not going to do that because he's annoying. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just asking your personal opinions on it. That's why. No, yeah. I think okay. Glennon's going to start the whole game. Okay. Go to the Cowboys. Anyway, Cowboys injury report here. We only got Wednesday because they suck. Zeke, full practice, knee injury oh, for Wednesday. Oh, come on, man. I have Thursday. What? what you have Thursday? Not- yeah, I'm I'm that good. I'm I'm reading off the official Cowboys injury report from their website. I'm well. The it, Giants are better, as you should know, as a Giants podcast. How dare you not go onto the Giants site because they well, have the insights of the injury report. Because this is even funnier. You're about to get very excited here. Uh, Sean McKeon, tight end, neck, full practice. Tony Pollard, running back, he has a foot injury. Yes, I repeat, a foot injury. They spelled F. They spelled foot with three O's. Um, okay. Did not practice on Wednesday. I, that was hilarious. Oh, you're no only doing Wednesday's practices. I'll take over on Thursday. I got it. Tyron Smith tackle ankle injuries. Did not practice Wednesday. Blame the Cowboys if you didn't want to hear. If you wanted to hear Thursday. And say 
Well, Giants are just that good because they have the injury report for Thursday. Ezekiel Elliott had a full practice again here on Thursday. Same thing with Sean McKeon. Uh, Tony Pollard with the foot injury because, again, the Giants are just better. They spelled it correctly. Uh, had a limited practice on Thursday compared to Wednesday where he did not practice. Offensive tackle Tyron Smith with the ankle injury didn't practice both days. Cornerback Kelvin Joseph with an illness did not practice on Thursday. And defensive end Demarcus Lawrence with a foot injury had limited practice uh, today on Thursday. So that is your injury report for the Giants versus Cowboys game. Let's go to our NFL picks. I go 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock, and Alex takes it over from there. You know the results of the Giants. Giants. No, hopefully not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do. We, you know the results of the Chiefs-Chargers game because this episode is going to be released after that game happens, but we don't because we're recording before that, so that's going to be here on the picks. And I wanted to split it up. I wanted to make it different. Uh, Thursday Night Football, I went with Chargers. Alex went with the Chiefs-Raiders-Browns. You know, this is interesting, Alex, because we still, even with a third-string quarterback, go with the Cleveland Browns, both of us. You might want to change yours really quickly, but... It's already there, and I already read it, so no changing happened. I'm not changing. I'm confident. Nick Mullins beat us by about 50 last year, so I'm good. Patriots, Colts. I went with Patriots. Don't know why Alex didn't, but he went with Colts. Okay. Uh, we have the Titans and the Steelers next. Both have the Titans winning that one. Bills, Panthers. Why wouldn't you have the Bills? I mean, we both do. So Washington Eagles. Uh, Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles. We both have Washington uh, winning that game. Texans, Jaguars splitting here. Alex is the Jags. I have the Texans. They, we then go to the Cardinals, Lions. We both have the Cardinals winning that one, unfortunately. Even though, Alex, as you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the of the guys down in Detroit there. <laughs> Wanted them to pull it out, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Jets, Dolphins, the next game. I can't trust the Jets. It's just all bad. When it comes to New York football, both teams suck. And, you know, coming from like Jets fans perspective, I know like they were supposed to see improvements from Zach Wilson and they just haven't seen it. Uh, and he hasn't been able to throw five yard passes. Well, listen, we're in a similar situation here. I know Daniel Jones has been a few more years, but still bad quarterbacks. OK, it's equal. Uh, we both have the Dolphins winning that one. And then, Alex, you can take over. Bengals Broncos we both have the Bengals despite me saying the Bengals are the most overrated team in football I'm still going with the Bengals <laughs> 49ers Falcons we both went the 49ers Rams Seahawks we both went Rams Packers Ravens we both went Packers Bucks Saints we both went Bucks Vikings Bears we won't both went Vikings because we're all extremely boring and uh yeah that's pretty much it there and we are really boring so if you want to hear exciting picks don't come over here. Just kidding. Next week, it'll be more interesting. I promise. Okay. Uh, we we had some toss-ups here <laughs> and there. Yeah, the the Jags Texans one's decent. You know, I'm going with the with the Urban Meyer fallout for the Jags to really fuel them. So uh, we'll have to see. Giants Cowboys though. We got to talk about that. Our X factors here. I'm going right ahead of you because I don't want you to get talking. I don't want you to get talking because I I heard you talking about someone earlier and I was gonna pick him up as my X factor. Michael Gallup is my X factor here because James Bradbury will, you know, hopefully be playing, right? And hopefully he doesn't get COVID. Adoree Jackson's going to be out. Aaron Robinson's going to be out. So those two guys, no, no. So those receivers who aren't going to be covered, you're primarily Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are going to be covered by Bradbury most likely. CeeDee Lamb most often in the slot. So I think you're going to see some very no-name player 
covering Michael Gallup, and I think Michael Gallup's going to feast, so I'm going to go Michael Gallup as my X Factor. Well, Alex, I was talking about him earlier, but you uh, completely swooped up someone that was not even in the running whatsoever. This Dallas team has a lot of players you could do as an X Factor, and I was not even... I was not even going close, to say the least, of a man and Michael Gallup. No shade to your pick, but uh, just an interesting little thought there. I was going with, oh, do I do Tony Pollard because he can be involved out of the, in the rushing game? If you didn't know, rushing yards-wise, Zeke has about over 800. Right behind him, Tony Pollard has about 600. So they've both been getting fed the ball. Obviously, we know Zeke has missed a few games due to an injury, so... We'll have to see. So I was like, Zeke, do I do Tony Pollard? Oh my God, receivers. They got Lamb. They got Cooper. Like you mentioned, they have they have uh, Michael Gallup. They have Dalton Schultz, who's been putting in some work this season. Giants can't cover tight ends. What do you do? What do you do? Well, you do what you think is going to be the X factor. And for me, with this Giants shitty offensive line, I lost the curse game. Damn it. I lost it this week. I had to finish the word. You got to go with the player who's been compared to Lawrence Taylor and that is the man himself Micah Parsons I'm sorry Micah Parsons is seventh in the league when it comes to sacks he has 12 75 total tackles 17 tackles for loss Micah Parsons my x factor my score prediction yep I go blowout because the Giants that's what's gonna happen on Sunday and I'm gonna witness it like Alex said firsthand not excited to do so but I'm going to go with a 34-13 to 13 Cowboys victory. I have the Giants putting up a touchdown in this game. Touchdown, two Graham Gano field goals. Hopefully he's okay because I know he was on the Giants injury, injury report. Hopefully he's okay. But 34-13. 33-10 Cowboys. Touchdown from a Mike Glennon QB sneak. That giraffe neck will get across the goal line. And a Graham Gano field goal from 60 yards at the very end of the game when Joe Judge is going to try to do an onside kick and a quick field goal or some goofiness. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, 33-10 Cowboys once again. And that is it for the content part of the episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Giant Take Podcast. You can go follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at the Giant Take Pod. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, mainly Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you could do so, that would be amazing. Shipitstudios.com slash the giant take. That is shipitstudios.com slash the giant take. On there is all our links where you can listen and you can you can even watch the giant take podcast on YouTube. We do all of our recap episodes on there, update videos. We did an update video earlier in the week. Uh, and that was that felt like so long ago, Alex, by the way. And that was like only three or four days ago. That felt so long ago. I thought we did that last week. So I didn't know if I should mention it, but that was early this week. So if you want to go also watch that, you can go check that out. But anyway, we thank you so much for listening. And for my co-host, Alex, he will close it out for you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And hopefully we'll see everyone after a... I can't even say it. Usually I say, let's hope we can see everyone after a Giants win. Just say we'll see let's you hope- after a Giants we'll game. We'll see you. After a Giants game where they will play 60 minutes, as Joe Judge likes to say. Thank you. See you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. 
So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.